Hey, Breakthrough listeners, it's Jason Lowe and Peter Lount from episode number 107. At Ascendant Financial, mybankersvault.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it's difficult to access the financing you need or when the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at mybankersvault.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you are already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker puts you in a position to control the repayment schedule on your loans while enhancing your overall returns. Whether you are brand new to real estate or a seasoned investor, we believe that ready access to money and financial control should be in your hands not the banks or a loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. If you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, and less headaches, head on over to mybankersvault.com. That's mybankersvault.com. Tired of the 9 to 5? Tired of only dreaming about the things you want to do? Want to have more time for your family? More time for you? More time for you? This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview qualified guests in the real estate industry all across Canada. We want you to live life on your terms, and we want to help you break through to that life through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Hello and welcome back again, everybody. Thanks for joining us again today. Um, so glad you could be here with us. We're excited to get back and share some more information with you today. And as usual, with me here again is Sandy McKay. What's going on, Sandy? Hey, Rob. I am doing fantastic and excited for another show. Got lots of good stuff to talk about. Um, interesting real estate world right now. It's really interesting. Uh... <laughs> interesting is the right word for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of slowed down. For sure, it's slowed down in uh, in southern Ontario, at least. Uh, you know, I, I, I've read all sorts of different articles around North America and 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 I guess different parts of the world that are pretty interesting and different it's always like everything it's always kind of neighborhood specific right and reading mm-hmm. the generic stuff is kind of very minimally useful um you always got to look at a little more local and figure out what you know uh, so everyone probably if they're listening now and in, in in early 2022 here spring 2022 we're talking about the market being a little bit softer and slowing down maybe going backwards in prices a little bit in some cases um, and I could go find you probably 20 markets in Southern Ontario right now that are actually up in price in the last month, if you really look at it. Right. So it's, and you can probably find some that are down 20% or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's very uh, interesting. And yeah, so lots of interesting things out there. And I find that the strategy of, uh, holding offers is definitely still working. Like, I think that that's still the, the way to go for most sellers. Um, just because I'm finding, you know, at least out in the Durham area, is you you don't get the traction if you're if you try and play straight up you know try and list that what you what the seller actually wants right so you know it seems to still be the way to do it well i know it it's a, everything it's like there's so much so many different things out there there are, investors are definitely slowing down mm-hmm. a bit they're trying to get being a little more cautious from what we're seeing and yet i mean we're talking to them all the time around the fact of uh and maybe this is still the best time. Maybe it's the best time that you're going to see for years. Um, you just never know, right? And it's hard to hard to sit around waiting for the, the quote-unquote crash that might never come. And um, and so that's one of the things we're, we're talking a lot about. That's my mindset, at least, is that we should be buying properties anytime, depending on, like, unless it's an absolute <laughs> world-ending crash of some sort that's happening, we should be always active and looking. A great well, deal is a great deal. Sandy, I know people that have been waiting for the last, you know, six, seven years for the crash. Of so, course, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's always definitely a good time to get into the market. And that's why we're here sharing more information of how people can do that. So um, everybody listening should go over to our website, breakthrougreipodcast.ca. 
there they can download our free gift. Right, Sandy? Yeah, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. And they can also uh, learn about everything else we got going on when they do that. So they'll get on our, um, <coughs> excuse me, our email list and uh, learn about everything we got going on. Um, property tours, seminars, webinars, whatever is happening, you'll learn about it all through that and uh, get that gift as, we, as you go and do that. We are revamping some things. I think in the next little while, you'll see some really cool, maybe even by the time this episode's out, you'll see some cool new updates to our websites and some of our social platforms. So go follow us if you're, if you're not already um, and check us out. You can find us on all over social media, YouTube, uh, and our website, BreakthroughREAPodcast.ca, like we mentioned. Yeah, just Google Breakthrough REA Podcast. <clears throat> Um, now we, we say this all the time, Sandy, and it is an absolutely free gift that we give away on our, on our website, but you know, we, we seldom talk about what it is that they're actually going to get because some people might be going, Oh, maybe, I don't know. I hear them say it all the time, but I don't know what it is and maybe it's not worth it. So I'm just not going to bother. Like, what are they going to get? What is it? It's kind of the foundational piece to how we built a lot of our wealth in real estate, right? I think that's, that's a lot of the strategy, the, the really fundamentals of what, uh, of what the, the strategies we've used for the most part to build out our por- portfolios. And um, I mean, it's a great starting point. If you, if it you, digs if a lot you, into add it, like how to add value and then use that to, uh, to uh, increase the value of your property and roll yeah. over into more purchases. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and uh, we're going to talk a lot about that on the show, actually. So it's, uh, mm. it's, a, it's a great one to go pick up. If you're listening in on this, maybe go grab it, pick it up and follow along as we uh, talk through some of those similar points here on this show. And then like Sandy mentioned, you'll, you'll be able to keep up on all of our events and things that we have going on. And we've nailed down a, uh, a date for our, um, in conjunction with Durham REI, we've got our Costa Rica three-day event that we're going to have. And so the date for that yeah. is going to be November 18th, 19th, and 20th of this year, 2022. Um, don't have much more details other than the date right now. We've uh, got the accommodations nailed down. It's going to be right here in Playa Potrero, where I am. And we're going to be um, exploring the area and just seeing all the things that Costa Rica has to offer. And of course, seeing some uh, investment opportunities here too. That's super exciting. So that's a big announcement. That's uh, that's awesome. What, what's happening in Costa Rica? Like, if we, can we do a little quick minute glimpse of what's happening down there? Is there? Are you yeah, I mean, the market's on the rise, right? Like, so it's 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 fairly uh, dependent on what's going on in in U.S. and Canada, but uh, right now things are definitely on the rise. We've seen increases, <sighs> depending on what you're looking at. I mean, it's so it's still such a it's still such a like wild west, I guess, wild south uh, market, because it's not really like the, the prices aren't based on anything other than what the seller wants to get. It's not you know, right. If somebody the, wants the, to the, pay the, that, then they can have the property. That's really all it is, you know? And so I find there's here There's no MLS system, is that right? There's no MLS? There isn't right now. about to be um, maybe. Yeah, there's a sort of a beta that they're yeah. working on right now, but it's a privately run. It's privately run. It's not, there's a bunch of, ins and outs that you know are just too much to talk about right now but it's not necessarily going to be an mls in the same way as 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 you have there but it's i guess going to be the next best thing we'll see but right now yeah like i can't like if our guest cole here is waiting patiently if cole was to say to me rob i want three bedroom condos on the beach i can't just do an mls prospect search like i would there for him Mm -hmm. and you know have them show up in his inbox every day it's just, it's a lot more uh, searching and trying to find what the person wants, going to everybody's, like each individual broker's websites and finding what matches with what they want and sending it out to them that way. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely a lot more to it, but um, no, on the rise. And I would say like, you know, if somebody sold for 300, then in, in like a certain complex, then the next person's going to just say, I want 15% increase on whatever the last person sold for. Right. So, but it's definitely on the rise, and now is the time to buy here because it's beautiful, it's sunny, and uh, and uh, yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, all sorts of reasons why people might want to look there. So, I mean, I know uh, you're coming out with some more content around that as, in the near future too. So, um, lots of cool things around that for uh, for people interested. In yeah, like I don't even have a website to go to yet. You can you can listen to our new podcast, um, uh, Breakthrough to Costa Rica. It's on all the platforms, you know, 
Uh, it's on Spotify and iTunes and Podbean, wherever you listen to it. We've got a couple episodes out now, but they're full of good information. Cool. Cool. Yeah. What do, what Lots do you more on that do, to come then, I guess, eh? November, yeah. that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you have any events to talk about? You're always doing events. Um, let me think. We do... Um, good question. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot like that. Like you have an event every week. I guess it's just that you don't know which one's coming up next. <laughs> we're we're debating. We're we're we are going to do some more investment related ones in the summer. Uh, or rolling into the fall for sure. So we're we're actually just planning a bit more around that. Uh, I should say we do have one coming up that's kind of exciting. That might be perfect timing for this one, which is on June. It's gonna be June fifteenth. I'll uh, I'll have more info on that, or you can find it if you reach out to me directly. Um, I could certainly share it, or just follow me on social media as you'll see it in the in the very near future. But we're doing a uh, an event on the fifteenth, um, all about Airbnbs and basically vacation home rentals, and oh. uh, how to do that in some of the southern Ontario markets, uh, cottage country, Niagara region, that sort of that sort of market. And actually, we're gonna do a whole. We got a guest coming out. We're gonna do an evening full of that. Um, that's going to be pretty interesting and uh, something I'm looking forward to learning a lot more about. I've, I've haven't dabbled into that space fully yet. Although we have had some Airbnbs, they haven't really been purchased with that thought in mind from the, from the, uh, from the beginning. And um, yeah, it's an interesting market right now with that because ever since COVID started, obviously that market's gone crazy. However, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things people don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, HST, for example, that people have not realized they might need to pay one day. Uh, Things like that that are that are that people just aren't aware of, and and like like every other market, it's very niche, and different markets have different rules and all that sort of thing. So um, we're going to talk pretty in depth on that. So that'll be a cool one coming up, um, June fifteenth. Right on June fifteenth. Okay, where can they yeah. find out more about it? Exactly the question that I don't know the answer to right now. <laughs> um, that, like just as long as you're following me and and on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you'll definitely see it soon. Um, we can probably blast it out on our on our breakthrough page too when that comes up, uh, which will be sometime before June fifteenth. Probably if you're listening to this, it might all already be available. So go check it out. Hopefully, it's not June fourteenth. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Well, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one actually. Yeah. So yeah. let's get to our guest. Um, we're it. we're really excited to have Cole Hutchinson with us today, and uh, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm uh, I'm happy. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here for sure. Yeah, welcome. Um, we'll get into your story, of course, more. But uh, quickly, Cole uh, grew up playing hockey like every great Canadian. Uh, moved around a lot, and uh, I played in multiple different cities all across North America. Um, ended up in some minor pro leagues in the U.S. and came back, and then I, you know, looked like I kind of got into real estate pretty quickly um kind of went down the electrical uh apprenticeship routes and working pretty hard probably through that we'll get into how you kind of parlayed from that into real estate but you certainly have a contractor type backgrounds um probably pretty handy with things around the house and then and then started realizing that you should probably buy some of these places and start investing at right page of 21 22 early on and um yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about your first deal and what that looked like. And uh, I know we focus on flips and burrs primarily, so we'll get into uh, your journey with that. And you know, it was pretty cool starting out at that young of an age. Um, you know, you're well ahead of the the average by at least ten years. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, most likely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, I, I think it's pretty inspirational. I'm looking forward to learning more about how you got into this. So, why don't you tell us a little more about your background and how you ended up in real estate at such a young age absolutely um so basically i uh i came back from the states um after playing hockey down there and you know it was it was kind of interesting playing down there because like you're playing with a lot of people who are you know late 20s early 30s um you know cut like kind of still holding on to the dream right um you know maybe making it to the nhl one day um and things like that and i think i just realized at at an early age that you know i wanted to um you know start making real money um you know we were making a bit down there it wasn't anything crazy um you know start making real money um i decided to stop playing hockey um and come home and i got into um my electrical apprenticeship and it was kind of the same thing. Like I, I really enjoyed it. 
Um, I've always been on like a, a hands-on type of person. Um, you know, I really like working a lot. Um, you know, started, uh, you know, working like 80 hour weeks, you know, any hours I could take, um, I was taking it. And I think that I was, I was always interested, um, you know, in real estate at a young age, like it was always kind of, um, like cool to think about that other people could pay down your mortgage, um, Mm -hmm. and, and things like that. Right. And I think everyone I knew, like even like the boss of the electrical company or, you know, every person that I knew of that was doing really, really well, they either invest in real estate or invested their money um, elsewhere, or they own the companies that they were working for, or, or, or they own the companies um, that they previously worked for um, and things like that. Right. So I think I just, you know, really wanted to get started uh, in real estate, um, you know, around 2021, but obviously that was really, really tough. Um, I didn't really have like T4s. I didn't have like, you know, years of experience or income, um, you know, to qualify at the banks and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I tried probably like in 2015, early 2016 for a long time. It was probably like a good year just, you know, applying, applying at at banks and, and talking to people. And even like my parents, the banks, everyone was telling me, just wait, you know, two, three years, you'll have, you know, you'll be 24, 25 you you know you'll you'll have worked you know four or five years and you'll have the income to purchase right but i've just always been like a very like if if a thing's in my head you know i really try my best to just you know really try to make it happen right so um it was early 2016 i think it was in my first term of my apprenticeship so so pretty early um you know i was making really good money because of the hours i did work like i was traveling around you know canada too i was willing to go out of town in town work on holidays um and everything and i finally found a private lender uh, to give me a mortgage um in uxbridge which is where i currently still live um just north of ajax uh, in the durham region um and i hadn't done anything before like this, but my dad knew like quite a bit about houses and stuff. And, and, um, you know, I, I completely tore everything out on the inside. It was, um, a single family home, uh, on a 200 foot lot and I converted it to a legal duplex. And part of me converting it to a legal duplex was I started listening to your guys podcast actually, uh, at the early, I think it was early 2016. And I think at that time you guys had like maybe 20 or 30 episodes out. And I started from the beginning and, uh, you know, I was listening to on the way to work and at work, like anytime I could. And I'm like, I'm going to do my first bird. <laughs> and I had no idea how, but, you know, that's kind of how I got started. Like every, every good Canadian, you grew up playing hockey and you listened to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the recipe for success for every Canadian. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a horrible Canadian because like, I don't even know somebody asked me the other day, where do, where do I watch a hockey game? And I had to think about it for a couple minutes and I, I'd never watch hockey, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you could probably watch it here. Um, <clears throat> no, that's really interesting. And you know, something it, I would like to, I guess it was just the people that you were surrounded by that got this sort of idea into your head, but it takes, you know, a different kind of 20 year old or 18 year old or whatever to actually be interested in the fact that somebody owns their own business or somebody has a couple of houses. Um, you know, other people might just be like, Oh, that's cool. Where's my beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, so tell us a little bit about like why and how did you actually start to get interested in that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Like, like, uh, you know, like always just growing up, I just had like a strong work ethic. Like, I think I started wanting to work at the age of like 12, 13, like in there. And my parents were like, no, like no one will hire you. <laughs> you know, like you, you just can't get a job right now. Right. So like, I think like, just like always like growing up too, like at a young age, like I'd be like around knocking on doors, trying to cut people's grass, like, you know, anything I could do to just make more money. And like, I didn't even know really why I wanted, I just wanted more money. Right. I just wanted to make money on my own. Um, like I always wanted to be independent. Right. And I think just, you know, looking at these other people who, you know, the lives they were living or the things they could do because they own maybe these businesses or because they own real estate, it just always like intrigued me. Um, and then, you know, seeing, um, you know, other people working these jobs who didn't really have that or were always frustrated after work or, or you know, just waiting for Friday night or the weekend to be happy. Uh, you know, I think I just wanted to really change that and see how I could um, mm. you know, start working towards that other way. 
Yeah. And then, so at the one point where you found yourself working like, you know, 70 hours a week, um, the light bulb, I guess, kind of, you went, okay, now I've learned how to work hard and it's, and, uh, this is not the life that I wanted to live. So you, you decided to transition. Tell us a little bit about that. Exactly. So, you know, like I, I, I was starting, you know, I was coming home late, like eight, nine, ten o'clock every single night, leaving at five, you know, four thirty-five to head back downtown to Toronto or, or, you know, way out in, you know, who knows where. Right. Um, and yeah, the money was good. Um, but yeah, like I really started to see, you know, I was tired. I wasn't feeling really well. Right. Like I, I was coming home grumpy. You know, I wasn't around on the weekends. I wasn't able to hang out with friends, all this stuff. And I was just, you know, I'm like, there has to be a better way to do this. Right. And then I think that's when I really started listening to like, um, you know, personal development stuff and like podcasts and like podcasts was kind of early, like at that stage too, I think 2015, 2016, I like heard a podcast, but I'm like, I don't really think I'm like a podcast person. Like I can't really like listen to, you know, like long stuff like that. But then like driving on the DVP every single day for two hours or three or four hours, every single day there and back, I'm like, Hey, I can only listen to the radio so much. Right. Like let's, let's try it out. Um, and I think your guys' podcast was the first one I ever listened to. Um, and now I just all the time, anytime I'm in the car, have to listen to a podcast, have to always be learning, uh, and kind of growing, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting the, uh, the 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 changes that can happen in your mindset by just what you put into it and listen to, and all the people you're around can change really quickly. I think that's um, probably what happened with you. I think that's the age that we're in, right? Where people are becoming entrepreneurs and and making some big success stories really quick and early in life because partially because of that, the, the, just the access to information that's out there. Yeah, exactly. Especially now, like if, if you're and maybe it's not even real estate, if you're interested in something and you want to learn about it, like most people are on the road a couple hours a day mm-hmm. and you can use that time to propel yourself into what you want to be doing. I think that's what? really good. Why don't we talk about your first purchase then? Cause you, 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 you kind of went, went through it pretty fast, but it was, you took action on that, which was, probably the hardest part or it's usually one of the hardest parts is actually like hey you found a place you said it was a 200 foot lot or something you said it sounds like a great piece of property potentially but what allowed you to get over that first of all you had to find a private lender which to me sounds like expensive money probably um so you had to convince yourself to maybe go through that process how how did that all happen and what allowed you to get confident enough to actually pull the trigger on it yeah, 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 absolutely. So I, I was looking for a lender forever. A lenders were out. I had no idea about B lenders, like absolutely no clue. Like like anyone who wants to get started, like the amount of people I've talked to that don't know about B lenders and, and alternate, you know, types of lending is just, it's insane, right? Because I, like I was there too. I had no idea. I just knew what my parents told me, like TD, Scotiabank, if they want to prove you, like you have to wait, right? So just the more people I talked to, like I wouldn't start asking anyone, like friends, family, you know, other people we knew, right, who I knew owned businesses and money and stuff like that. And I finally found a private lender that was able to give me the mortgage um, on a one-year term. I, I promised them, I said, I'm going to get this done and I'll have you your money back in a year. And uh, anyway, so he he told me, yes, okay, we can go up to um, a certain amount of money. Um, so I started looking and my realtor called me in Axbridge. Um, he actually lived next door to my parents. And he called me and said, there's a house a couple streets over. Uh, it's like really run down. There's no pictures of the inside, but it's a really good price. It was 450000 at the time. And um, so I, we scheduled the walkthrough and he called me 10 minutes before the walkthrough. And he's like, I don't think we should go through this. Like I, I just went through it earlier today. And I think your parents will kill me. Like if I take you guys through this. And I'm like, no, no, like, I want to go. I want to go. So we went through with me, my dad, um, and my mom. And we're like, it's perfect. <laughs> there was water in the basement. Like, there was no kitchen. There was just absolutely, like, just terrible, right? And we said, yeah, it's perfect. Uh, we'll make an offer. We went unconditional, which, you know, obviously, it was my first time making an offer. Went unconditional. Was super, super scared. Uh, ended up getting the offer. Um, it was owned by the bank at that time. Uh, so we ended up getting it. Um, and then, yeah, I just went to work every single day after work. Um, you know, I was there for one full year, um, doing everything I could every spare time I had, I was there working. 
um, learning, right? My, my dad joined me uh, every weekend that he wasn't working. He was there, uh, you know, kind of teaching me too. Um, I think at one point too, you know, in the first couple of months, I actually reached out to you, Rob. I'm not sure if you remember, you probably talked to so many people, but I, I was listening to your guys' podcast for like probably the first 20 or 30 episodes. I reached out to you. I'm like, this guy isn't going to answer me. I'm like, this guy's on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reached out to you and you answered. And I was just, I remember being so like grateful, right? Like, I'm like, how does a refinance work? I'm like, how does like, like, how do people pull their money? Like, where does that money come from? Right? Like, I had no idea. I remember after talking to you, I told my parents, like, I'm going to fix this place up. I'm going to do a duplex and, uh, you know, I'm going to pull all my money back out. And they're like, okay, <laughs> like, who have you been talking to? Right. So anyways, long story short, I was able to do it, um, finished it in just under a year, had it refinanced, paid back that guy, uh, right at the one year mark. Um, and then I got connected with Dion and Dion was a, a person I heard on your guys' podcast early on reached out to Dion. I think Rob, you recommended me to, to speak to him too. And that's when he introduced me to a private lender. Cause like, you know, I couldn't get a mortgage at the start for 450. How was I going to get a mortgage for, you know, the new appraised value to pull all my money out. And, you know, he just made it like a walk in the park, went with a beat lender um, on a one year term. And I think I've almost, you know, refinanced that house every single year uh, with <laughs> the same beat lender, um, you know, with Dion. Right. So it, uh, yeah. It was pretty good. Cool. Um, and now you have, you still have the property? I do. Yes. Yeah. Duplex renting. What do you think it's worth today? Yeah. I actually just had it appraised. I'm refinancing it one last time at the end of this month. Um, and then I'll probably wait. So yeah, it was just appraised at 1.15. Nice. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy up here. Yeah. Yeah. So taking action at that early stage kind of worked out is what you're, what you're saying is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Waiting around might not have been the, might not have been the solution. Take an action and learning. I mean, even if it wasn't a success, it was, sounds like it was uh, for the most part, at least. Right. Um, but that's, you, prob that's probably a huge eye opener for your parents too. Wasn't it? Like, what did they, what did they think about that whole thing? Your first it, refinance? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Like I remember like talking to my mom a lot. Cause like, she's kind of like more like open to like ideas and stuff. My dad's like hardworking, right. Just had to work every day, just work hard, you know? Um, and he, like, I couldn't get him worried at the start. So he's like in his head, like right away. He's like, he's not getting, he's not getting more money out, you know, like he's putting the money in and he's just going to have to wait another five years <laughs> like everyone else. Right. But I remember, um, you know, talking to my mom, she was kind of telling him too, like, no, I think he might be able to do it. Like he's talking to this broker that says he might be able to do it. And I think everyone had, you know, we didn't really believe it, even me, right? Like when Dion said, yeah, yeah, I can get you all your money out and approve for this much. And until it actually happened and I got, you know, the 160,000, 140,000 back out, you know, they were like pretty taken back, right? And even them were like, wow, like how, like how, right? Like at his age, how was he able to do that? Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of continued on from there. And, and, and I think every year that goes by, they're just more, you know, um, you know, maybe taken back or, you know, I'm, they're starting to understand more, right? For sure. Yeah, that's good. And so let's continue the journey. Where, what did you do after that? Because that's a huge eye opener, like you said, and now you've got that money back in your hands. What happens yeah. next? Yeah. So, so on that first project, I actually used like a Home Depot project loan, like two or three credit cards, lines of credit, like anything I could to get, <laughs> to get that project done. It, it was just, it was pretty stressful, pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I was finally able to pay off all those high interest loans, um, paid back the private lender. And now I had this high, uh, you know, interest rate um, or, or, or decent interest rate, right. With uh, a B lender. Um, I house hacked, I moved into the basement. I got a tenant upstairs. My first tenant experience was, was pretty crazy too. Um, for the next couple of years, I guess in 2017, 2018, um, I really focused on flips at that time. You know, I, I just was really focused on getting, uh, you know, through my apprenticeship as quickly as I could. Um, because I see that when you get to the next term, you start making more money. Right. So I wanted to continue to get through my apprenticeship as quick as I could, which meant, you know, crazy amount of hours. Uh, I really focused the next couple of years on flipping um, between Uxbridge, Port Perry, um, not making really anything like too, too crazy. 
Um, but I did know that I had a passion for, you know, working with my hands. Um, you know, I could do all the electrical work, um, you know, pretty much like 90% of the work in the house, other than like windows, furnace, um, you know, a little bit of plumbing here and there. Um, I could, I could, I, I could pretty much do it all and I enjoyed it. So, you know, I would spend my evenings doing that. Um, you know, and then 2019, I guess it really hit me. Like, why am I flipping these? Like, you know, you just proved to yourself that you can do it on your very first one. Why are you not holding on to these? Right. So I started doing more burrs again, started getting, uh, you know, into more buy and holds, uh, duplex conversions. They're my absolute favorite. Um, you know, and through those couple of years too, I, I started, you know, through your guys' podcast and everything too, like, re- like heard about like raising money and joint venture partnerships. And, you know, through those couple of years, I really started talking to a lot of people, like having those conversations about trying to raise money, even though I knew nothing about it, but it was just having those conversations and trying to see like what questions they would ask me. Right. And what I needed to be more prepared for in order to get into a joint ventureship uh, or uh, into a joint venture partnership. Right. Um, so 2019, yeah, back to the Burr uh, strategy, um, started raising uh, a little bit of capital and partnering up with people because I, I kind of found that, you know, a lot of people I talked to who were in partnerships, they would partner with working partners, but I found out like their working partners would just, you know, hire contractors. And I'm like, well, I can be the contractor, right? So like, I like I don't want any money for doing the work, but, you know, I'll own half the house, but I'll actually save us all money by doing all the work. Um, and like actually doing the work. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I found my way into JVs. Um, you know, started getting into some Airbnbs uh, in Calgary at the end of 2019. And yeah, this kind of continued to expand after that. Yeah. And I think that that's pretty interesting because a lot of people do have that idea that, well, I, I don't know how to raise money or I don't know how to do a joint venture partnership, but, but no, like people don't, obviously realize that they don't know anything until they start to learn about it. Right. Nobody, was, that... nobody was born into that knowing. That, right. <laughs> right. right. <clears throat> so you got to learn. Mean, at one point is. they learned the word joint venture Yeah. before that they didn't know it. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And, and that's really cool. That's, I, I love how you've grown over the years, man. That's good I think stuff. that's one of the differentiators too. Of starting out young is that, is that <clears> you can, I mean, that's an advantage over, I, I don't, I'm not going to do the work in a joint venture arrangement currently. Like I might've, I, I, I guess I did once. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I not, I'm, I'm not the best person for it. I know that. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the other thing, right? Yeah. I, I, I could do it, but you might not want me to. <laughs> yeah. But you can, you can like, you know, someone, if we were, if we were, which there's so much money out there, this is fairly unrealistic, but if we were competing over the same partner, I mean, you have a leg up on that in that in that sense that you can do the work and you can be the one there, hands on day to day, which saves the partnership money. Ultimately, it makes it it makes it it can make it a better deal. It might not be the best for to scale for scalability, but at least in the early going, I mean, yeah, kind of have early to going. To, I'm willing to bet that now yeah. you don't need to sweeten the pot like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was kind of at the very start. And like, I'm not taking away from like anyone who does joint venture partnerships because I know the value that people bring and I know that they have the teams in place and then, you know, they have the experience and just ev- like everything that we know that comes along with a real estate deal start to finish. Right. But it was just, yeah, a way that I found, okay, to get started for the first year or two, build a track record with joint ventures, I can actually do the work. Right. But, uh, you know, if you ever want to have, you know, three, four on the go at once, obviously I can't, <laughs> I can't promise everyone that I'm going to be there doing all the work. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it for sure helped at the start. So on that one, were you, were you still getting home at like eight o'clock at night and then going over there? Is that what you were doing? For like the joint venture one? Yeah. Yeah. So the, like towards 2019 was, you know, when I started, I think by then 2016, yeah, by then I was in. the end of my third term or early fourth term. So I was making like really good money. Like I always said, if if I just make it to my fourth term, then it's like, Hey, you're making better money, you know, each hour now. Right. So I started to scale back a little bit at work and work a lot less. And in 2019 is when I really started to try to focus more on real estate. Hey, breakthrough listeners. Are you a real estate investor looking to scale your portfolio, but struggle to find an investment focused renovation company? then our team at Evolution Construction Management is here for you. With our standard list of features and processes, 
we've created an efficient method to streamline your renovation from start to finish so you don't have to. Enjoy a hassle-free renovation on us. Visit our website at www.evolutioncm.ca or email us for your free quote at info at evolutioncm.ca. So they weren't like, oh, we had this guy that used to like, give me all the hours you can. He was working 70 hours. Now he's like, well, I, I, I guess I can do 44 this week. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe let's scale back to 40 next week. Yeah. Off at two thirty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, so what were some, I mean, you've touched on, on some, is there any other big challenges they had that we didn't cover there um, starting out or, or they've had over the years? What, what were some of the key challenges along the way? Yeah, I, I, I think I think one of the, the, the biggest couple challenges was just, you know, people saying you're too young and it's like just having a strong, you know, to overcome that, it's just having a strong, uh, you know, mindset and saying no, like in your own head, right? Like being like, no, I'm, I will find a way no matter what anyone else tells me, right? Like, thank you for your opinion, but I'll go find a way to do it, right? Like it, like it almost motivated me more when people told me you got to wait two or three years because I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go get one this year. Um, and then, and then I think, I think too, is just, you know, just being around people that, um, you know, would be negative around it. Right. Um, or like you're making a bad decision or like, why are you using credit cards? Or why are you using lines of credit? Right. And it's just, it really helped you keep listening to your guys' podcast or listening to other, you know, real estate investors talk around how they were, uh, you know, able to do it. And kind of just reinsuring myself, like, okay, I think I am on the right track. <laughs> but, you know, it would have really helped to have someone, a couple people, like, just personally to, you know, really, you know, you know, um, be confident with that, right? But I think uh, it is, well, it, it, you know, people could argue against or for using credit cards, using high interest loans, etc. Certainly when you're 21 or so, they're, like, yeah, it's 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 risky still, but I mean, what's the worst case? Worst case, you end up where you already are, kind of thing, right? Like you, exactly. you, you know, maybe you lost ten grand or twenty grand, maybe worst case. But you can like, if any time in life you're gonna kind of play that risk, and like that's a time, right? Early on, uh, when you don't have much for responsibilities yet, and you don't have a lot of other people depending on you and that sort of thing. I mean, that's. Certainly uh, a reason to start earlier as well is just to, you know, there's a lot less to lose. And I think you make a good days. point. I think you make a good point about, you know, people, if the, when you're sort of still impressionable and especially when it's somebody talking to you that you respect and they don't understand what you're doing, they will try to give you the best advice that's worked for them. They're not out to hurt you, but they're, they're like, this is what I know. I know you don't go just doing renovations on a credit card. You just don't do that. Right. Like, so they're, and, and that can be pretty damaging at some points. If, if the wrong, if the wrong or right, or that person that you respect, you know, gives you information contrary to what you're doing and you go, Oh man, maybe I am making the wrong move. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And like that can, that can really send you off on a different track. So I, I think it is important, like you said, to, you go, you went back and started going, okay, am I doing the right thing? Let's, let's hear some other people that have been doing this. Like you can, you can find all kinds of examples, even on this show. Like, I think I remember early on Julie Broad, when she was on saying that when they started, they were just like maxing out credit cards, left, right, center to uh, get their rentals done. Mm-hmm. And lots of people have done that. So yeah, it, it is interesting though. I, I do think that you've got to filter what you let in for sure. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, okay. So you, you have a program or, or like a, something set up to help other investors. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, it was in 2020, early 2020, it was kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, but, you know, I wasn't like a lot of other people where like maybe they lost their job and they had to figure out another way to, you know, keep going. Right. Like I we, we had a ton of work at the University of Toronto, um, you know, hospitals, everything like I could continue to work crazy hours. But there was more at the beginning of 2020 when I realized, OK, like I, I want to focus more on real estate. I want to do this full time. Um, you know, I, I was pretty much at the end of my apprenticeship. I had all my hours. I just had to go right. So uh, I told my boss I'm going to take like a month or two off. 
And anyways, that was like a whole other thing. And, and, and my parents <laughs> too, you know, I, I, I told them, you know, we were slow at work, right? I said, you know, we were slow at work. Um, you know, I'm going to take some time off, blah, blah, blah. And that's when I really started focusing on real estate investing, uh, you know, kind of starting to be more aggressive with it. And, and I really realized that I had a, a, like a passion for helping people. Like over those last two or three years leading up to, to, to 2020, I was helping friends and family too, uh, you know, teaching them everything I learned. And, and I really found that there was a lot of people like myself in 2016, like when I first got started, that didn't know anything. And like, I, I would have loved to have one person to, to just go and talk to or, or you know, to have a call with every single week to like, know, like, am I buying the right property? Or, you know, is it okay to use a credit card? Or is it okay to do a, a private loan that, you know, my parents are telling me not to do? So, you know, I, I started kind of testing the waters, um, you know, coaching and mentoring people um, individually, right? Um, you know, spending time with them every single week, uh, you know, always being available to them. So, that's kind of where that started uh, early 2020 and, and and now it's turned more into, you know, growing a big like-minded community where, you know, the majority of people are beginner investors who just need, you know, that help to get started, right? Need to know how to get into real estate, need to know that they're, they're doing it the right way and that they can continue to grow and scale after that first one. Um, and they don't make a, a mistake early on. Cause like you said, Rob, it can, uh, you know, be a big, um, you know, like, it, like, it, like it could play a big role in not being able to move on or maybe getting scared of, of, of real estate in the beginning and then not continuing in it. Right. So, um, you know, it's basically just being there for those people, um, you know, coaching, coaching and mentoring them uh, individually every single week um, and making sure that they're able to grow at scale. Well, you even mentioned uh, earlier on that your first tenant experience wasn't, wasn't great. Like, you know, I know there's a story there, but so that kind of thing can really help. You know, there's a lot of people that just don't get into this because of the, the whole tenant idea. And then the ones that do, if they have bad experiences at the beginning, sometimes it can lead them to, uh, to just say, okay, forget it, I'm out. But um, with a community like this, I think it's super important because everybody's had, um, at least everyone that's actually active in real estate has had issues, right? That they've got to overcome. You can decide to quit and then it will definitely go away. But um, but it's not like that same issue is going to happen over and over and over again. There's going to be different ones. Right. And so when when you conquer that one, there is going to be another one. And in a community like this, there's often many people who have seen sort of a similar thing and can help you through it. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> Where do people go to check that out and learn more about that? What's the what's the best uh, site or, or link for them to connect with? Yeah, I would say uh, HutchinsonRealEstateInvesting.com uh, is my website, or um, everyone can check out the free Facebook group. Um, on Facebook, obviously, it's called uh, the Breakaway from the Nine to Five mm-hmm. um, with four R's. So uh, because I love the Burma, uh, <laughs> I know from- there's a bunch of R's. I was going to clarify. Good, you got it. Four R's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably the best spot. Is four there four R's, R's okay. or three? Uh, four. There's four R's. What is what's the what's the last R for? Uh, repeat. repeat. Yeah. <laughs> I always went back and forth. It's three or four. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. You could right. add, we could add lots of R's on there. We could add more. Uh... Yeah, a couple more R's. <laughs> <clears throat> repeat. Um, repeat yeah. again. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's super cool. I think a lot of people should check it out and, and, and go um, learn more about what you're doing and uh, and connect with you and others in that group. Because um, for all the reasons Rob said, there's so many. Yeah, it's, and it's cool that the pandemic kind of has helped with a lot of these sort of things. I've heard about this in a lot of industries where it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, obviously made people reach out to find way other ways to connect. And um, glad you built out something there to help with that. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you also help people one on one too from that, right? You do do you do take on some coaching clients and support them through. Is it usually um, are they usually scaling up or are they doing their first burr or flip type project or what's that usually look like? Yeah, absolutely. So so basically, people um, will come in, right? I help people across Canada. We have quite a few. Like obviously, the majority of clients are here um, in Ontario. A lot of clients are like Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatchewan as well. Uh, you know, people will come in. I'll coach them every week, um, you know, for as long as they need it, right? Like, 
a couple of things I'm trying to do different than like other coaching programs or, or group coaching programs is always have that kind of uh, individual coaching that, that people need, right? Cause everyone moves at their own, uh, you know, pace, everyone has their own questions. Everyone, you know, people don't like to ask questions in front of others. Right. So I, I really feel that people need like the individual coaching, um, you know, and, and I don't put a timeline on it because if I'm doing my job, I'm getting people, you know, you know, confident one day, uh, you know, enough to go out and do it on their own. Right. So I always want to have them a part of the community, always be able to give back and help others, you know, clients just are in a joint venture with each other. Um, you know, we do like group calls every single weekend as well with like the whole group, uh, you know, so everyone can ask questions from each other too. So it's just kind of helping them start to finish on their journey, you know, whether that is their first burr, you know, burr number two, three, four, or their first two or three flips, um, however long it takes to get them confident enough to, you know, obviously they need a lot less of my help. Right. And get them into action basically. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> Holding them accountable. Cool. Uh, what else are you doing for the future? What, uh, what are you investing a lot yourself? Are you helping others? Are you doing combo of that or what's, what's on the horizon? Yeah, I think, I think a combination of that, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to leave, uh, you know, trying to help other people, um, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, coaching, mentoring, uh, and things like that. I, I really enjoy that. Um, I love seeing people, you know, scared like I was to just absolutely crushing it and changing their life. Right. So I love that. Um, obviously this year I, I'm really starting to focus more now that I've, I've kind of built up the coaching program, tested that out and stuff uh, to start investing more myself um, a lot more joint ventures, starting to get a little bit, starting to look more into multifamily uh, Airbnbs. We did Airbnb arbitrage for two years in Calgary. Um, we managed them all from here. Um, now that we've tested the market, they're seeing what units perform the best and stuff like that. We're going to actually buy a couple of those units. So, you know, we're working towards that too, which will be super, super cool. So just basically, you know, looking at all opportunities, trying to help as many people as I can and, uh, you know, just kind of continue on. Uh, Airbnb arbitrage. We've talked, I, I believe we have talked about it on the show, but just mention what that is. Cause you threw out a kind of a, a buzzword there that maybe some people aren't familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Airbnb arbitrage is like, you know, for example, if a, if a person wants to get into Airbnb or real estate, it's, it's kind of a cool way to get started, but not have to actually buy a property. Right. So pretty much the only startup cost at Airbnb arbitrage is your first and last month's rent. Right. It's, it's basically when you go and rent a house or rent a condo or rent a unit from a landlord, uh, just like a long-term tenant would. And then you then go in an Airbnb, um, that unit out, right? So you pay them a fixed amount each month. So, you know, call it two grand, but then you might go make three grand or, you know, four grand off that unit each month. Um, and then you just have to manage it and stuff like that. Um, but it's a cool way to get started, kind of get the experience of, of, you know, managing units, uh, you know, speaking with tenants, um, you know, making some pretty good income too. Um, but again, like you guys said at the beginning of this show, you know, we really just have to look into the rules, the regulations, um, you know, wherever you're going to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and obviously make sure that it's in your contract and that everything's uh, on the up and up, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Always, always make sure to tell your landlord that you intend to do that for sure. Cool. Um, sorry. I just wanted to ask you, what's a piece of info or advice that's always stuck with you? We're sort of big on that this episode, I think. Yeah. So, so I would say, um, you know, to not give up, you know, like I, I just, there's, there's always the people that like we kind of mentioned before in your ear saying, no, don't do it like this. Don't do it like that. Um, but then there's the other side of things. If you, if you expose yourself to it, right. Through podcasts, through, you know, building your network through like-minded individuals, there's always that half of the people who say, keep going, you know, you can do it. Uh, you know, we've all been where you are. We've made it through. Right. So, I think it just would be don't give up, right? If you get told no, you know, from a bank or a lender or, you know, a joint venture partner, just don't give up, right? Just keep going. Like if you have to talk to 20 joint venture partners before you get one, you will get one, right? Or if you have to talk to 30 different lenders before getting a loan, you will get one, right? There is always a way. Uh, that's why I like to tell my clients a lot is that, you know, it's just, it's not a matter of, uh, you know, if, if, if there's a way, it's just a matter of how, right? We just have to find that way. It's always funny how many how quickly people give up on lots of things in life, right? Like, you know, you get uh, how, how many how many joint ventures have you talked? Oh, I can't raise any money; it's too hard. Okay, well, how many people have you talked to? Like three, 
Yeah. <laughs> Three, four. Yeah. So we'll talk to 30 or 40. Like you're going to find it. It's guaranteed. Yeah. It's almost guaranteed basically. Yeah, if you're, yeah, it if, is. Like in the, in those scenarios you're, you're talking about it, I would go as far as saying it, it is guaranteed. You just have to talk to the right person on the right day or the right time. Like you just need to have more conversations. Like it's exactly. totally doable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good advice. Tough to tough at, at times to, to, to really never give up on these things. And you know, the people that, that don't give up and can power through those situations are the ones that end up finding success at the end of the day. And, and, uh, and ended up buying properties at 21 and uh, making some cool changes to their, uh, their wealth and their, their, you know, their path in life. It can change pretty fast. Cause if I correct me if I'm wrong, you are, you were, you kind of threw aside the electrical thing and, and absolutely. Even, yeah, it's been what a couple of years now since you've been involved in that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, leading up to when I left, like I would always tell people that last year that I worked with every day, I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving. And people would be like, you got 40 more years until you can retire. And I'm like, I'm leaving this year. <laughs> and then, <laughs> they think uh, you're crazy. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah. I do think that one thing that we've seen over the years is when we ask about challenges, typically it's mindset and really the, like that financial piece is yeah. probably one of the biggest challenges that we hear about. Right. So <clears throat> yeah, definitely. If, 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 if it's more, you know, the mindset, we can fix that, right. We can start learning be learning every single day, take advantage of those drives and stuff like that. But if it's like financial, I think people just like, you know, it's very important. And like, I heard it a lot early on too. Like if, if you don't have the financial piece to it and you want to get started, there's other ways to get started. You just have to find a way to just bring value to a person who has the capital, right? Like it's all about just trying to figure out ways to, you know, okay, he or she has capital. How do I, you know, bring value to them to put their money to work, right? Or like, how do I present it in a way to them that, you know, they're going to be making a better return with me, right? So I think that that's a you know, a big piece of advice too, is just, you know, find a way to speak to people, find a way to, you know, present it in ways that, you know, you come across as valuable. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Advice. Well, I suggest that everyone listening, everybody reach out to Cole, have a conversation <laughs> and, uh, and, um, you know, get some of his insights and, and some of his uh, positive attitude here, because I think it's really going to be helpful for you. Um, anyone that wants to do that, Cole, how would they, about it yeah um either on facebook or instagram at the breakaway from the nine to five um or my email is hutchinson.contracting at outlook.com um i can give sandy my phone number too um, i'm always available to talk uh, i always like to talk to anyone uh, who wants to talk about real estate so that's awesome thanks cool. for sharing with us today man absolutely i really appreciate you coming on yeah yeah i really appreciate it it was fun sandy how can people get in touch with you uh, easiest way is, uh, uh, Sandy at, uh, freedom reps, F R E E D O M R E P S.com. Or they can just look me up on Instagram, Facebook and connect with me that way too. Yeah. And people can reach me at Rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. Thanks for joining guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the breakthrough real estate investing podcast. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you've been inspired to take control and live life on your terms. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.